Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo coming to you from Los Angeles, California. This is program number 705. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. Got a strong message for you today. And we've got songs and letters. Right now, let's pray. Ask the Lord, Father God, to anoint this program. Anoint uh, everyone that's doing anything on the program, Lord. And anoint everybody out in the world to receive that which it is that you're going to be speaking, that you're going to be uh, speaking and teaching through me. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name that you rebuke Satan and open up doors for us, close all doors to him. Uh, I pray, Lord, that you do this, that souls will be saved in the church, strengthen the body of Christ, strengthen in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. Amen. And here's the Stamps Quartet with J.D. Sumner to sing Rolling Along. Sorrow come my way. I'm on his hand, he understands, he's with me all the way. Rolling along with my Lord by my side. I don't worry about the storm, he will be my guide. Rolling along with my heart, there's a song. Praise the Lord. That's it. When you're born again of the Spirit, you're just rolling along. You know that everything is fine. All you got to do is keep the Lord's commandments. And he gives us the power to do that. And so uh, we don't worry about any dread of anything. And we just roll along. Amen? Amen. Okay, we're finishing up with the book of Hebrews. We're in the last chapter. And uh, we're at verse uh 22. 
Yeah, Paul was saying, and I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation. In other words, let us exhort one another. And we're saved. Um, the way of life is the, the reproof of the word of God. In other words, to read the word together. Because this is the way of life, to hear the word over and over again. For I, I have written a letter unto you in a few words. Verse 23. So because of the fact that I've written in just a few words, you're going to have to exhort. You're going to have to read the Bible. You're going to have to uh, you not just rely on the things that I've told you, but uh, rely on them, but also rely on the rest of the Bible. Verse 23, exhort one another in the word. Verse 23, know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom if he come shortly, I will see you. Verse 24, salute all them that have the rule over you. In other words, obey them. That's the way to salute them. And all the saints, they of Italy, salute you. Verse 25, power, grace be with you all. Amen. Okay, now we're going into the letter of uh, James, or the epistle of James, most people call it. So life is um, life's questions. Which is the true religion? Well, uh, salvation is the true religion. Uh, there's no other uh, religion. We don't even call it religion. We call it salvation. And which is fake? Why do I have so many temptations and hardships? These are questions that people ask. What is the relationship between faith and good works? Are we? <laughs> if you have faith, you're going to do good works. James was the half-brother. is the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he wrote a uh, troubled group of Jewish believers to help them to understand how to distinguish true faith in Christ from in a sincere faith, faith that's not true. He called on them to endure persecution because if we don't, if we draw back, if persecution gets us down and we just throw in the towel, we have to endure persecution to live out true uh, salvation. Uh, now, salvation is, we have to be religious salvationists. <laughs> we have to continue to the end, the Bible says, or we won't be saved. We start out, then we have to continue until we die. Or the Lord takes us up with him. James shows trials and temptations develop. Uh, they actually develop true faith. That's uh, chapter 1, verse 1, and uh, chapter 2, verse 15. Faith is the starting point 
of true religion and leads to equal treatment for all people. Chapter 1, verse 16 through chapter 2, verse 26. True religion is known by its wise tongue. This is chapter 3. True religion shows itself in daily good works. So many people say, we don't have to do works, but we do have to do works. Daily good works motivated by uh, humility. Actually, it's the Spirit of God living in us, which if the Spirit of God is living in us, then we are truly filled with humility. Not selfishness, chapter 4, verse 1, through chapter 5, verse 12. True religion devotes itself to prayer, to prayer for others, and confession of the Lord. If you've uh, sinned, uh, sin that's not unto death, if you did it, not knowing that it was sin. Well, you can pray and confess those sins and forsake them. That's chapter 5, verse 13. That's sins of ignorance. Chapter 5, verse 13 through 20. So James calls you to a life that shows the word true, humble, unselfish, loving religion. Okay, now, this is chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God. Now, he's so humble that he doesn't want to say, I am a brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, because he's not going to ride in on any point of the Lord's glory, because he is not begotten when he was born by the Holy Spirit. Chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, he says. Verse 2, my brethren counted all joy. Now, you're not to think of it as anything other than all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Uh, Verse 4, but let patience have her perfect work. Well, I thought, according to Charles Stanley, that we can't be perfect. He's a liar and um, a coward to prove it. Okay, now... That ye might be, that okay, let's do this really good because this Charles Stanley and many like him say, verse 4, but let your patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and in um, entire wanting nothing. So right there again, over and over again in the Bible, it commands us to be perfect and tells us how to be perfect. And so any time you are in a church that tells you not to be perfect, get out of there and come over here because we're preaching the truth. Verse 5, 
If any man of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. In other words, if you lack the fear of the Lord, then ask God that giveth to all men. To everyone that prays, they uh, get, they receive. Amen. Liberally and upbraideth not. And it shall be given him. So he says, if you pray for wisdom or the fear of the Lord, he'll give it to you. So I ask so that you can receive. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith, uh, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind. In other words, God can see that you're just wavering and you never really get up to the throne. You're like a, a wave of the sea driven with the wind. You have to read so much Bible that you know it's true. And tossed, verse 7, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Why? Because you're double-minded. And verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways like water. Verse 9, let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. So lower yourself and do what the Lord says. He commands you to uh, receive what he says. He commands you to do what? He said, uh, don't uh, lack wisdom. If you lack uh, wisdom, uh, then ask God who gives to all men, everybody, liberally and upbraids not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind, and tossed. For let not that man think, if you're not really praying with sincerity and faith, don't think you're going to receive anything from God because he doesn't like Casper milk toasts that are tossed about by the devil. He wants you to plow through Satan. Get angry with the devil. Be ye angry at Satan, but sin not. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. If you're of low degree, what you're going to do is you're going to pray in faith, believing, and you're going to receive, and therefore you will be exalted. Verse 10. But the rich in that he is made low because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. Now that's really true. You know, I've seen one generation after the other being that I'm 73 and I'll be 74 years old in um, this next coming September. 
2008. And I've seen one generation come up young people, and I've seen them die. They just lasted for, it seemed like a minute or two or an hour, and they were gone. We're like shadows, vapors, like grass, the flower of the grass. We pass away. So whatever we do on this earth, we have to concentrate on the Lord and give our complete allegiance to him and humble ourselves no matter how much money we have. That's not going to get anybody into heaven. Verse 11, for the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass and the flower thereof falleth and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Verse 12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. There's all kinds of temptations and distractions in the world, and you're blessed if you... uh, Flee from the very sight of any temptation. For when he is tried, and you will be tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which is the Lord, or rather which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. If you love him, then he says, if you say, the person that says that they love me and keep not my commandments are liars, and the truth is not in them. Verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Verse 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Verse 15, then when lust has conceived, when this lust has gotten so, uh, you've been lusting after something, leering at somebody or something to the point that it's conceived in your heart. Then, when lust has conceived in your heart, it brings forth sin. Because it's sin to lust after anything in this world. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. All those that hate me, the wisdom and understanding of the Lord, all those that hate the Lord love death. But you won't love it when you die. Verse 16, do not err, my brother, my beloved brethren. Verse 17, every good gift, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, no matter which way the Lord turns, there's no shadow there. He's all light, and there's no variations in him. Whatever he allowed in the Old Testament, he allows in the New. 
He never changes. He doesn't have to change. He's not a man that he has to repent, the Bible says. So everything that he said in the Old Testament is true. Even the sacrifices that were ended, it was foretold that they were just shadows or figures of that which was to come, which was the Lord. Verse 18. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. Just like he begat the entire universe with his word of truth, he, his own will begat he us with the word of truth. Those that love the truth of the word of God shall be saved. If you gotta really love it though, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. We come first, verse 19. Some people put dogs and cats and animals first, but the Lord puts we people first. It's nice to take care of animals, but better to take care of God's, the people, human beings that are in the Lord's image and likeness. Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren... Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. I mean, it's all right to hate Satan because the Lord commands us to hate him. It's good to be angry with Satan because the Lord tells us to be angry with him because the Lord is angry with him all the day long. Why doesn't God put an end to Satan? It's because he wants, he's checking us all out. He's testing us, not tempting us. God doesn't uh, tempt anybody. But we're going to go through the same problems that he went through. And if you have the Spirit of the Lord in you, you're going to be able to go right through it. Verse 20, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So if you have wrath at the word of God, then that isn't working the righteousness of God. But we are able to be angry at Satan and to love the Lord and hate Satan. Some people get under a false accusation from their conscience because they were angry at Satan. Don't be. Verse 21, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Well, if you believe that you don't have to do what the Bible says, well, you're deceiving your own self on purpose. And on purpose, you're sending your own soul to hell. Verse 23, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. What it means is a mirror. You're looking into the word of God, seeing what God says that you have to do, and then you don't do it. Verse 24, for he beholds himself the way he really is, 
and sees all the flaws in himself as he reads the word of God. So he's beholding himself and go his, his way instead of the Lord's way. And straightway forgets what manner of man he was. He forgets what he uh, read that he's supposed to do. Verse 25, but whoso looketh into the perfect law, perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, remember, is he also have to continue there, and being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now, a lot of people think, that we can just pick our own idea of what it is that God wants us to do. Like some people, it's good to lead an old lady across the street or an old man and children and help them out. And it's also a good uh, deed, you know, to help somebody carry their groceries. And there's a thousand things that um, we can do uh, that is okay, but uh, the Bible tells us what uh, it is that we can do that makes us blessed in the Lord's deeds. And that's okay, those ones. Uh, the Lord will help. Uh, be uh, will not send your soul to hell for helping other people in any way, or if you see the hungry or those that are thirsty or naked, you can give to them. And it's a commandment to do so also in many other places in the Bible. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion or salvation is vain, worth nothing. Verse 27, pure religion, salvation, and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their afflictions. First of all, to have the Lord in you to, to do this and to keep himself unspotted from the world. What does that mean, unspotted? That means without sin. Because there's no no person has sin on their soul that can enter heaven. Now this is chapter two. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons? No, he's not a respecter of persons. If you do good, you get to go to heaven. If you do bad, he's not going to let you in because he's no respecter of persons. What he said, he means. And what he says, he does. Verse 2. For if there come unto you, into your assembly, a man with a gold ring in goodly uh, apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment. I'm going to change the page here. Verse 3. And you have respect to him that weareth the uh, gay clothing, and this is not gay the way we use it today. It's, uh, you know, 
uh, happy clothing, let's put it that way. Because gay, what they call gay people today are not happy, or good-looking clothing. And say unto him, sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, standest thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Well, this is what that Barack Obama did to his pastor. And his pastor lashed out at him. He said, you cannot sit on the podium with me. You're my pastor for 20 years. You married my wife and myself and baptized our children. But you sit at my footstool. And so uh, this is what the news media said, is that uh he started lashing out at Barack Obama. And because of the fact that the news media figured that he's going to be the president because the Vatican wants him to be, and they're setting the news media up to uh, not rake him over the coals as much as he ought to be because he's obviously a phony, just like every other politician. And so they just made a joke of it and started uh, making the ma pastor look even worse than he is. But they're trying to make Obama look like a shining knight. So stand thou here, there, or sit here under my feet. Be my footstool, you slob. Verse 4, so that's what Obama did to his pastor. And he knew that he's a Muslim, and the pastor knows he's a Muslim. And Obama said, uh, or uh, Obama knew he's a Muslim, and the pastor knows he's a Muslim, but, um, and the pastor said, uh, he knows that he's lying to you and telling you that he's a Christian, when he knows full well he's a Muslim, he's been believing everything I've been preaching, kill Whitey, uh, murder this person and that. Really, we don't have any choice for president of the United States at all because the Clintons murdered Christians at Waco and uh, they, he bombed over 50 countries and looked like a knight in shining armor to the Pope because the Pope wants every country to have democracy. They don't want any independent um, country anymore. Uh, they're just saying, as I've been telling you now, they're starting to say it on television, that there's no such thing as America anymore because America now has become united with all the other countries that say they're democratic, when in reality, they're, all they are is a... Uh, Suckers, uh, tricks for the Pope. The Pope wants everybody to think the way he does. It's all right to have homosexuals, okay to molest little children, if you're Catholic. If you're not Catholic, boy, watch out. We're going to prosecute you. And they're going to say that polygamy is not of the Lord, when in fact it is of the Lord. And they're going to tell you who you can fall in love with and who, how old you can be. When uh, you are married, when in reality, the Bible plainly states that a woman, when she reaches puberty, she's a young woman, she could be married then. 
And it makes no distinction whether it's an older man or a younger man. But a younger men, uh, most generally in the uh, Bible, are not married. They're always older men. And now this uh, democracy or this, uh, uh, what they call democracy, which is really nothing more than a uh, monopoly of people, it's a dictatorship. Verse 4, are you not then partial in your selves? Yes, this government is. They say if you go along with the Bible that you no longer have the right under the U.S. Constitution because there is no U.S. anymore and you can't claim the freedom of religion or the freedom of speech. Don't you understand, you idiots out there, that they are completely brain damaged you and you are already, you've had it so bad it's unbelievable. And you're scared, you're shaking in your boots over this, over the devil. And the Bible says, to fear God and keep his commandments, not Satan, you idiots. Are you not then partial in yourselves? Yeah, you're partial to Satan and against God and are become judges of evil thoughts. Verse 5, hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, not these, uh, what they call, aristocratic people? Lord hasn't chosen them. In the world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him. All right. So these people that they call themselves the elite do not have salvation. They're lost, terribly lost. And they're going to find out that uh, though they were given pomp and authority, a false authority in this world, that they will be under uh, the heat and the lava and the sulfur and they won't be able to breathe eternally. Oh, what a horrible thing for these people that have known all the goodies, the good things of life, and now they are deprived of everything. Everything is taken away from them. And it's happening every day. Look at the world today, how much sickness, disease, infirmities that they can't cure. And look at the plagues other plagues. Verse 6. But ye have despised the poor. Look at the people now, what they're doing. They despise the poor. All the fringe benefits go to those that are wealthy, and the poor are being deprived. And instead of feeding and clothing and housing them with taxpayers' money, but they're sending the money overseas and spending it on foolishness, like sending rockets up to find out if there's any life on other planets. And these people are possessed with the devil, and the devil knows that there's no life on other planets. And the Pope is saying, yes, we can believe in aliens. And uh, the Pope knows better than that, I would think, if he knows the Bible. Verse 6. 
but ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you, you Christians, and put you to death like Clinton did at Waco, and draw you before the judgment seats? They take you to prison, take you into judges on false charges, and pay people money to lie about you? We have uh, some letters here that I'd like to read. There's one from a man. Uh, with the finish up with that one that uh, he had, that we were reading yesterday and we didn't finish. Go ahead. Everything you said on your radio program makes a lot of sense. I fear God because of my sin. I have much hatred for the federal government because oh, they have. Oh, don't you know? You're one of the wise ones because. But what it is is. Uh, you're not to feel under conviction of the Lord because you hate the federal government because the federal government is Satan's government. And the Lord commands us to hate Satan. Okay, then what? I have much hatred for the federal government because they have destroyed my life. Since becoming incarcerated, I have learned so much. And many other lives. Look at how they murdered those people at Waco and how they bombed Iraq, Iran, all these different countries, Romania, and bombed the leader over there. And it just goes on and on. It's it's like um, Martin Luther years ago said that the Vatican is a sewer of corruption. Then what? Since becoming incarcerated, I have learned so much about the lies and injustice which are the tools of the federal government. The Bible warns about hatred. But how can I help not hating them for what they are doing to me? Well, the Bible talks about hatred. There's good hatred and uh, bad hatred. It says, be ye angry. And you're supposed to hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, the Lord said. So don't feel bad about hating uh, this. Just we can't uh, kill them or uh, we can't retaliate that way, but you can sure pray that God will destroy them. Because God will honor your prayers. He will give great honor to your prayers. And he will destroy them. And they need to be destroyed because they will not repent. Said, I hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. I see that you do, and I also hate them. So uh, he said, I've given, uh, given them space to repent. This is the book of Revelation. And they repented not. So I'm going to throw them in a bed of affliction. And I'm going to kill them with death. So don't worry about hating Satan. Come on, sober up. Then what? How can I help not hating them for what they are doing to me, you, and many others? Well... Be angry, but sin not. Don't get angry at what the Lord says. He said, pray to him, and he'll hear you, and he'll answer you, and show you great and mighty things. A lot of my enemies that were against me, I prayed that God would put an end to them, and he has. Many of them are dead and dying, and they don't bother me any. They don't, uh, you know, it's like a bunch of fleas or... uh, that you don't like them, but you just take your time and get rid of them by praying. Okay, then what? I am glad that you have the courage to publicly speak out against this all. Well, it isn't so much courage. I have, uh, actually, I don't have any courage 
outside of the Lord. If I come against them in the spirit by praying to the Lord to demolish them, then I have courage. But if I didn't have the Lord, if I was a sinner and doing the things that they say I'm doing, well, then I'd have somewhat to be uh, afraid of. But I don't fear any of their stuff. I fear God and I keep his commandments. That's the whole duty of man. And don't you worry about uh, hating Satan because you're supposed to. Then what? The only difference between them and the Nazis during World War II is there are no gas chambers. Oh, they have uh, their gas chambers. This, uh, they are the same as the Nazis before. It was the Catholics back then as the Catholics today. World War II was a dress rehearsal, but this is the real thing. Then what? All else is the same. There are millions of people in this country terrorized by the federal government. They shouldn't be. They should be terrorized of the Lord because the Lord is the great terrorist. Knowing the terror of the Lord, Paul said, we preach the gospel because woe be unto us if we don't. Because we too would be castaways if we didn't preach the gospel. And the people out there that are fighting God, they're fighting a losing battle. They can't win. Father, destroy them in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, destroy your enemies, Father. We can't do it. You just told us our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but spiritual. And so we know how to pray to you. Teach us how to pray. Teach everybody how to pray. We played the, the CD on that the other day. And... Uh, yeah, Lord, teach me how to pray. It's so easy. He sees uh, there couldn't be anything easier than to pray to the Lord. Just start talking to him. Say, Lord, I, I, I don't want to have this hatred, but you said it's all right, so I'm glad I have it. That means I'm godly. I hate ungodliness. And I do also, and I publicly say it. Now, you know that the government, the ungodly, satanic, homosexual, and child-molesting government, they show their hatred by bombing people and killing them. And they're the ones that always say, no, you're not supposed to hate. You're not supposed to hate. Only we can hate. Oh, no. That isn't what God says. The Lord says that we are. he hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which are the Catholics. That's one thing you have, he says, is that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which are uh, the Catholics. He said, which I also hate. He didn't say, and I'm going to send you to hell because you hate them. He says, I agree with you. I hate them too. Amen? Amen. Amen. Oh, find that scripture while you're reading. There's somebody. Okay, then what? It's in Revelation. Yet the federal government are so quick to call everyone else terrorists. Yes, yes. Uh, but everybody is beginning to understand, you know, the, their phoniness, their hypocrisy, their sa satanicism. Uh, go ahead, what else? They terrorize other governments around the world to satisfy political and financial gains of the rich in this country. Well, to satisfy the, their pope. The pope is one telling them to do that. And, and so when the, the pope starts getting uncovered, they start uh, talking about all kinds of other things uh, to get your mind distracted. How you know about two uh, giant pandas in the zoo? Look at them! Look at them! You know, get your mind on the pandas. 
Get your mind on the airlines, the oil prices. Oh, get your mind on that instead of pray to the Lord for finances. You don't have to worry about stinking gas. Okay, because they're the ones that's doing it. They're the same ones in World War II that said there's no butter, there's no meat anymore, no beef, uh, no uh, cigarettes, which I don't smoke, uh, and you shouldn't either because your body is the temple of God and there's no, we have to eat horse meat now and now there's no gas, everybody. There's no gas. That's stinking liars. They're the liars. They're imposing these things on everybody. They're making it rules not to drill. I mean, I could go on all day with these weasels. Okay, then what? The U.S. is the most hated country in the world with the exception of Israel. Well, but Israel, they're hating them uh, for no good reason. They're God's chosen people. But the people here in America, they're so deceived, it's unbelievable. And we're bombing other nations, and naturally we're the most hated. Israel's not bombing other nations. They're just bombing the ones that are bombing them and their little children. And then the pe people in the world are criticizing them because the media says it's right to do. Then what? The U.S. is a lie. That's right. Then what? There is no freedom here because you are only free if they let you be. Yeah, that's right. Liberty and justice for all is a lie. That's right. For all practical purposes, my life is over. No, it's not over. Pray. Get a hold of the Lord. Believe that if you pray, the Lord hears you and will deliver you. Then what? I am trying to seek my God continuously because I desperately want to make heaven. I just don't think it is as simple as just getting saved. Well, yes, it is. And... Uh, you have to save, and like James says here, you have to do the work. Uh, but uh, you have to not despise the poor like the government does. Do not, rich man, uh, oppress you. you know, that's just what you're saying there. It's the rich people are oppressing you and draw you before the judgment uh, seats. They took you before the judgment seats with a pack of lies, and you're in prison for nothing. All these weasels that are doing that to you are the ones that should be in prison. President Clinton, former President Clinton, should be in prison. His wife should be in prison because she's co-conspirator with him. Bush should be in prison because he bombed uh, other nations and made every nation hate us. And uh, it goes on and on. This has happened with one president after the other. Then what? There are just too many scriptures that say unforgiven sin will result in hell. My life today and for as far as I can see in the future is as close as hell can be upon the surface of this earth. I understand what you're saying. I've been there in prison myself on false charges. They pull people out of prison to lie against me. If you'll lie against Tony Alamo, we'll let you out of prison. Yes, sir, we sure will. Yeah, just tell us when. And out on the streets they go. Then what? I sure don't want to live this way until death, only to go to the actual hell. No, you won't go there. Just keep believing the way you do. Then what else? I am just so full of hatred. God, God says, you know, don't let hatred uh, give you a bitter streak in you. If you do, well, then you'll go to hell. But you can hate the devil all day long and all night long. You don't have to worry about that at all, believe me. 
because the Bible would tell you that. Read that scripture from Revelation about the Lord hating the deeds of the Nicolaitans. He says, one thing I have in your favor is that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I hate also. Go ahead and read it. Revelation chapter 2, verse 6. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans. So he's saying, that's what you have. That's good. That you hate this wicked government. Amen. 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 That's what he's saying. Then he said, what else? Which I also hate. So Jesus also hates it. God Almighty also hates it. So don't be under conviction for hating that which the Lord hates. We're supposed to be like him. Okay, then what? I don't want to feel this way. I just can't seem to get rid of it no matter how much I pray. Well, that's good because if you hate Satan that much, that's good. Don't feel bad about it. Then what? Maybe your church could pray for me. Thank you very much. Signed, Kevin from Lovejoy, Georgia. Okay, praise the Lord. Have them transcribe this message or if they can have a copy of it, let them have it so you can hear it. All right, so uh, now we have other letters? Yes. Go ahead. Where are they from? From Ibom State, Nigeria. It says, Thank you for the newsletters you sent, and we are distributing them to the glory of God, and many lives are being changed. We request T-shirts and sweatshirts not for wearing to church, but to wear while distributing your literature. We have resolved to affiliate our church to you. We are here doing the work and the will of God. We are not doing things against the laws of God, for it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hand of the living God. Feel free to send what we request from you, for this is the last hour, and we want to populate heaven before he comes back. We are looking forward to receiving books, Bibles, t-shirts, and sweatshirts, and newsletters for distribution purposes. Thanks. Signed, E.O. from Aqua Ibom State, Nigeria. Okay, I believe we have one more. Right, We have several more, but we have time for one more. Okay, from Eldoret, Kenya, East Africa. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, thanks to your tireless efforts, hard work, and commitment to the Lord Jesus, I want to personally thank you for all you are doing in the kingdom and family of God. We thank God for the powerful ministry he has entrusted to you. I and my church members are thrilled for the anointed and inspiring messages and lessons which we have been receiving from you through Radio East Africa. The purpose of this letter is to express my heartfelt and sincere appreciation for the good work you are doing to glorify the body of Christ through Radio East Africa. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. Your teachings are the only good news to us from a far country. Your ministry has made our faith to become stronger. Our love for God has increased tremendously. I thank God because through your teachings and preachings, many eyes, including mine, have been opened so as to see the riches of his glorious inheritance in us and also to see something of the length, depth, and height of his love for us. To us, the New Testament church, you are like our teacher, pastor, guide, and comforter. We owe so much to your ministry. We pray that God may add more strength to you so that this work may continue. Therefore, I kindly take this opportunity to request from you some of your gospel material as follows. Ten English Bibles and ten pieces of literature. I will be teaching in a seminar which is scheduled on the 17th of July here in Eldoret Town. I would like to go through some of your gospel materials, so please may I kindly request you to send them by airmail. This will take seven days to reach me. I want to get prepared fully before that day. Pastor, your teachings through Radio East Africa have been full of good stuff to equip a man of God for his work in God's vineyard. It is very exciting to hear how God is gathering his people all around the world through your ministry. I and my congregation will continue to pray for you and the vision that God has given you. 
We are more than happy to pray for you and the ministry that God is heading you to. It is the right kind of diet that we need in the Lord. May the Almighty God continue to shower his blessings upon you, and may you continue to shine as the brightness of the firmament and as the stars as you continue to turn many to righteousness through your teachings over Radio East Africa. It is my earnest prayer that you will find time from your busy schedule to reply to this letter. May the Lord bless you with his love, provision, and power as you continue to advance his kingdom. May the Lord richly bless your ministry, Pastor Okita from Eldoret, Kenya, East Africa. All right. Well, praise the Lord uh, for you, brother. And You know, there's a lot of people going to these theological seminaries, and I, I don't uh, really care for them myself. Uh, they teach you about four or five different ways of how to believe when in the actuality there's only one way. There's no private interpretation of the Word of God. All you need to do is be born again of the Spirit. The disciples of the Lord never went to a theological seminary, but they walked in the Spirit. And they read the Word, they studied it, and they were saved. And so don't let, uh, let no man say when he is tempted to go to one of these theological seminaries, tempted by the devil, uh, I am tempted. Don't say that you're tempted of God, because God doesn't, uh, cannot be tempted with uh, evil, neither uh, will he uh, uh, tempt any man. He tests us. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying, there's a lot of theological books that you ordered, which I will not pay for, but I'll send you everything else, Bibles, Messiah books, and literature. All right, so now it's time to pray. Those of you that are sick and tired of this world government, when you know the Lord, the Lord will set you free from all these thoughts that this man has, that he just thinks he's going to hell because he hates evil. Well, the Bible says to love that which is good and hate evil, so don't worry about that. And the Word of God, if you believe it, sets you free from all these false accusations from Satan. But right now, let's be united with God in this prayer. Say it to the Lord, God, in prayer. Say to the Lord, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, the Son of you, Father. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me, Jesus. Um, You will not turn me away. You will save my soul. I know because your word says all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you, Lord. I know you hear me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell everyone in our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this tape or this program, number 705. Please test, uh, let us know whether you want an t- uh, audio tape or a CD. They're free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is Pearl Pastor Tony Alamo. 
Uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow for another program of truth, the Word of God. And uh, here's the stamps. J.D. Sumner and the Sumner and the Stamps Quartet to sing for you. How great, Father God, how great thou art. I want you to make welcome Mr. J.D. Sumner and his Stamps Quartet. How about it? Make it well. Display.